All right, welcome. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm the staff pastor at the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House in Portland, Oregon. Across the table from me, I am Mark Daniels. I am the staff pastor at Mill Plain campus of Manor House. It is in Vancouver, Washington, and this is the Growing Faith Podcast. Yes, episode number two. Welcome in, and today we have before us the task of covering the concept of care. Obviously for us, that's in the context of pastoral work with people. Um, and so just as we just jump right in, you know, why waste a minute, right? Let's just ju- let's jump right in. Mark, uh, as, I, as I think about you, uh, to me, you're, you're someone that really just embodies what it is to care. And so help me understand you, kind of your personal journey of, of kind of discovering this care thing and then and then help me understand why is it so important that we convey why should we take this whole episode for this topic well let me answer that last question first because that's uh, maybe a little easier one to answer i would want to take a whole episode to talk about care simply because our culture is so full of folks who are isolated that are separated from others individualistic and because of that feel a certain distance from others that the relationships aren't there the friendships aren't there and oftentimes feel like man no no one really cares about me and I know that that may sound extreme and maybe people wouldn't particularly articulate that but it actually is something that that um, psychologists and sociologists are writing and and speaking a whole lot about right now just how alone our culture feels. And um, it isn't just a lack of relationships because we do interact with others all the time. It's, it's, so it's not just that we don't have interaction. It's, it's that we, we have related differently now and we do relate differently now than we have in the past. And I think the biggest breakdown is just a lack of care. It's just a lack of thinking about someone else instead of just myself. I think it permeates not just our culture. I think it can exist in the church as well. Um, I'm not going to pretend that the people listening to this podcast don't care. I actually think the folks that we're going after in this podcast care a lot, actually. And for me personally, um, you know, I care has been the, the thing that I've done the most. As a pastor on staff here at Manor House, again, my primary job is groups and pastoral care, and I actually oversee the idea of pastoral care, uh, whatever programs we would build around that uh, church-wide here at Manor House. I don't just do it at my campus. I'm speaking into that world with all of our staff pastors and just trying to equip everybody to think the right way about care and to then do the right things in light of that. So I've also I have been on a, a long journey to try to understand what care means, not just from a biblical point of view, although certainly that, but also, what does it mean today? What does it mean in our world? What does it mean in our culture? What does it mean uh, here at Manor House specifically? And if you're from another church and you're tuning in, I just want to say that we'll talk primarily about how we see things in our church, but I would expect that it could apply at your church as well a vast majority of the time. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I really appreciate of, about kind of your approach to this is as uh, Pastor Mark gave you kind of the reins of pastoral care for for the church, you know, to help guide and direct that piece, is it could have been so easy to just assume we know what that is and we're going to go build the typical 
church structures that would typically be around caring for people. And instead, what you did, and I think it's really benefited our staff as a whole, and I think we're just at the beginning part of really seeing how it's going to benefit our church as a whole, is to really go back to the beginning to even ask, what is care? And make sure that we all have an understanding of what it is so that the behaviors and the systems and the processes that we put in place are to accomplish the right thing and not just some uh, thing that we just assume everybody understands. And so I really appreciate that you've done that. So if you were going to take us on that journey of what what did you uncover or did you recover in a sense um, in that process of going, what is pastoral? Right. What is care? Yeah, I started with what I think is the summary of Scripture, honestly, where uh, there are several points in the Gospels where Jesus is asked a question, what's the greatest commandment? In other words, Jesus, if you could boil life down for us, how would you do that? And I, his answer was consistent. And it was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your no- your neighbor as yourself. And, and I could boil it down to love God, love your neighbor. So I started with, okay, what does that really mean? How, how do we do that? Is that an emotion? Is that an action? Is that... Um, what, what does that even mean? And, and so I started to really look at that. And, and if you are a Bible reader, then you would know that the best definition of love is found in 1 Corinthians 13. And so I started there. And I, I'm just going to read really fast for us from the New American Standard. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 3. And it says this, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. I, I as I went to that scripture and I read through those verses again, and, you know, I went to Bible college and I've been reading the Bible most of my life. I was a Christian at four, raised in a Christian home. I, I had to grapple again with the reality of what those three verses say, which is I can do all sorts of amazing things. But if the, the motivation for those amazing things, feats of faith, uh, if, I don't, if I'm not motivated by love to do that, it, it, it almost as if it doesn't matter or doesn't have meaning. And so I'm taking what Jesus says, love God, love your neighbor, and then I'm allowing him to define love, and, and I'm realizing it's it's got to be the motivation behind anything I would do. So whether I'm a staff person or a non-staff person, if I'm going to be uh, attempting to move people forward in Christ, I've got to let love be the, the motivation or the reason behind what I'm doing. I guess in the end, I came to a conclusion that God's love equals care, that I, I experience his love, I experience what he did for me, and I work really hard to pass that along. And I saw what Jesus would say about kind of the summary of life in those two ways, like how is my relationship with God, how am I loved by him, and then how do I love him back? 
And then part two would be, how do I turn around and give that away? But not only do I care for others, how do I receive care? Which we won't talk too much about today. We'll talk more about how do we give care away today. Um, but but I, saw the, I saw those as two kind of things to really think through it. And for me, I just I started to see that God's love equals care. It, his love for me causes me to turn around and do something with it. And I think that we see that kind of dynamic over and over and over in all the different aspects of how much God has done for us. I know in going through kind of a journey of forgiveness, you have to understand how much you have first been forgiven uh, to really be able to then go and forgive. And I love, you know, in Ephesians 3 where Paul's praying and he's just like, I hope that you could understand, I pray that you'd understand the height and the depth and the width and the breadth of his incredible love as this great foundation of our lives. And so I love how you're starting there, being rooted and grounded in his love for us. So we're not now just trying to manufacture something out of our own hearts, but recognizing this first comes from a place of being in him and loved by him because he's the source. And that's what's going to transform us. Because otherwise, I think we do what those first few verses of first corinthians 13 say i think we go do a bunch of awesome stuff trying to look cool and like yeah i think this is what i'm supposed to be doing when it turns out we're doing it all for the wrong motivations really selfishly so i look good etc and and he's telling us that's just a, a big a big junk pile like it's not worth anything yeah really i'm not trying to be a performer for god i'm trying to interact with him uh, in, in reality, I'm trying to experience his love for me, understand it well, and then turn around and give it away. I'm not trying to just do stuff for him because I feel obligated to do that. Uh, truly, he loves me and he loves you. And he loves us more than we could probably ever fully understand this side of heaven. I wonder if Christianity in, in a lot of ways is simply trying to understand his love really well. But again, not just for ourselves, because that's that's not how Jesus answered those questions. He didn't say, well, just love God or understand his love. He said, but also love your neighbor. So there's something that we are supposed to do with this experience with God. Let him love us, but then also with that, now turn around and give it away. I, I guess I would say, <clears throat> if we're going to talk about care, and if you're a small group leader or you are, you know, some sort of a non-staff um, person in the church, or you might be a staff person, and, and part of what you do in the church is to love other people, to come alongside of them and care for them, pastor them in some way, you have to understand that that care grows and flows directly from the love of God. But then also, care is an action. It's not just emotions. I think a lot of the time when we think about care, we do, we do consider it more in emotional terms. Well, I see that you're having a rough time. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to put my arm around your shoulder and I'm going to say, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Um, and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to care. We think of care in this emotional exchange, but that again is not how the Bible defines it. If we go back to 1 Corinthians 13 and we keep reading from verses 4 to 8, we see that there are 16 separate thoughts about love that God gives in, in those verses. All 16 of them are actions. They are not emotions. So 
So if I'm going to care for people, yes, I'm going to have emotions of love. Yes, I'm going to be drawn. I'm going to have mercy and compassion. But I'm actually going to do something about it. You know, they're almost the opposite of emotion. If you think about not keeping any record of wrongs, Mm. or you think about being patient, Mm -hmm. or you think about uh, always believing for the best, there there are actually things that go against your natural emotional response to a situation. I think that's so interesting. I kind of just had that thought as we're talking that it's not just that they're not emotional uh, descriptors, but actually ones where we have to overcome, I think sometimes the regular emotions that would come our way to then act lovingly towards another person. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. So. Go ahead and take it away from there now that I've thoroughly derailed you. No, not at all. I think you're right. And I think in life we have to recognize that love is a decision. And I know when I do weddings, I will oftentimes use 1 Corinthians 13 as a part of my my conversation with the couple being married. And and I would do that on purpose because, because God does describe love as a decision. It's not an emotion. I, th- I think it's so important to understand that. And um, yes, Love includes emotions, but when God defines it in 1 Corinthians 13, he just doesn't use emotional terms for it. I, I think that another way, another way maybe to think about this or to explain it would be that we only care when we do something about how we feel. When I see somebody in need because of the way that I am, uh, the kind of the way God wired me and the way that I respond to others, I, I am drawn toward that situation and I... I reach out. I actually do have emotions. I'll, I'll feel compassion. I will be moved emotionally when I see hardship or when I see somebody going through something. But but I think it would be fair to say I don't really care for that person until I put some action to that emotion. And too often, our default action is to say, well, I'll pray for you. And, and while that's valuable and while that can help, I think God wants us to go beyond that as well. I think he wants us to to not simply pray for. I think he wants us to come alongside and walk with. And that means having harder conversations. That means spending more time. That means being a resource, offering wisdom, and and sometimes literally picking somebody up in a place where they can't function on their own and, and carrying them to where they need to go. So I love how you've set a foundation. God's love equals care and then care is an action but i mean if we have people listening to this podcast that are they're leaders in the church and they could be paid staff leaders or they could just be you know dream team leaders they're leading a team of people and and in the back of their mind they're thinking uh mark i got stuff that's got to get done and so i can't just spend all my time you know caring for people and so what is the balance or how do i how do i think this through because i think you know, I would say from our experience, we've probably been down the road of forgetting the caring part yeah. and doing the doing part right. really, really well. You know, uh, we like we see what God has called us to do and we're really passionate about getting that done, sometimes at the expense of really properly caring for people. But then there's the other side of the spectrum that could be so care focused that you don't move people anywhere. So help me understand what your thoughts are there. Yeah. You know, leadership is a really big deal. And again, if you listen to the intro from last uh, episode, I talked about how I tried to find information on caring 
and really was, I found a whole lot of pastors speaking on leadership. That, the podcasts that are out there, especially the, the bigger names in, in Christianity, um, they're not talking about care. They're talking about leadership. I understand that. I understand why they would do that. They lead enormous churches with a lot happening. And for a long season in the church, in the history of the American church, we didn't have good leadership. We actually had a whole lot of care going on and churches were floundering. They weren't really moving forward because nobody was leading it. And, and I think that there's a balance there, but here's how I see the balance. I see leadership as a way to care. I would say that care is the foundation for everything we do. So if I'm going to lead someone, I'm going to lead someone where they need to go because I care about them. I'm not going to lead them somewhere that they need to go simply because I think it's the right thing. I'm going to do it because I care for them. I recognize that they need to move from this point to this point, and that is what's best for their life. So I'm going to attempt to lead them there, but my, my motivation is love for them. My motivation is care. And too often, especially in larger churches like Manor House, it can be so easy to simply focus on the leadership piece and say, man, I need, you know, Jimmy or, or Susie to move from this to that. And so I'm going to lead them on a path toward that. And I'm going to lead them well without allowing love for them or care to be the foundation or the, maybe the motivation behind that. And maybe it's a fine line and maybe it's not. Maybe it is really quite a big difference. And I think sometimes as it's received, it can feel very different. A person who receives leadership on the foundation of care, they recognize you're doing for me what I need done and I'm grateful for that. Others don't feel that way. They, they feel like, well, you're just, you're just trying to manipulate me or trying to convince me to do something that I'm not even sure I want to do. And the care piece is missing they they sense that there's 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 something about that that just feels off and wrong and that's what we're trying to avoid we're trying to actually care for people and as a part of that we might lead them somewhere yeah and i what i've always been saying in the last i don't know last year or so you know if we don't figure this out if we don't care for people we're just using them so it doesn't matter that we're doing it's going back to first corinthians 13 doesn't matter that we're asking them to do awesome things for the kingdom of God. If we're not caring about them, we're not loving them in the process, we're just using them and we're effectively making a big junk pile of what we thought was gonna be awesome. For me, I had this big revelation as I was actually teaching a group of leaders on this topic uh, was the picture of a shepherd and, a, and, and some sheep, you know? Sheep will just eat in the area where they are. And if you don't lead them anywhere, they'll starve to death. Like they'll just eat the grass to the ground and then there's no more food and then they die. And, And so it was like the light went on in my head, Rick, if you don't lead people to the next pasture, it says he leads us into green pastures. And so it's just how God deals with us. Sometimes God deals with us in uncomfortable ways, but it's because of his deep love for us. Right. And so to me, it just struck me. Wow. In order to properly care for people, I have to lead them somewhere. We have to be growing because otherwise we'll starve to death because God is a God that wants us moving and growing and increasing and taking, you know, taking ground for the kingdom of God. It's very true. Yeah, so care really does become the foundation for everything we do, not just in leading, but it would be the foundation for 
for, for hosting a small group. It would be the foundation for doing outreach. It would be the foundation for talking to our neighbor, you know, on the street um, as we run into them or talking to someone in the, in the grocery store or talking with our, our coworkers or even just family, you know, at a barbecue. I mean, we're, we're recording this on the Tuesday right after Memorial Day, and I was at a barbecue yesterday with a lot of folks, and I had the opportunity to, to speak life into some people and to care for them and to love on them. And I think to turn God's love for me and to care for them, that was, that was what God would want me to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways to do that, but the motivation and the foundation behind it all is, is care. And again, in my mind, care is my response to God's love for me but it is the foundation upon which I would do everything else. I'm going to be a great husband. I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a great employee. I'm going to be a great leader and pastor and, 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 and because of the care that I would have for everyone else. I, I love Maureen. I love her with all my heart. I care for her deeply. So I'm going to work hard to be a good husband. I care for my four, four kids immensely, right? So I'm going to be a great dad. It's not just the right thing to do. It's God's thing to do, and I'm allowing his love to flow into me and then through me into their lives. I can be a resource for them. And here at Manor House, uh, we, have, we have kind of four words that we use. These four words represent everything we do as a church. Um, I, I guess you could almost look at it like four quadrants around a circle. Um, the, the 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock quadrant would be reach, and then the next quadrant would be gather, and then equip, and then lead. And then from those four quadrants would be every, every ministry that we have, every event that we hold, etc. And, and I just maintain the foundation for everything we do as a church here at Manor House, whether we're reaching, gathering, equipping, or leading, is based on care. I never want to just do an outreach for outreach's sake. I'm going to reach into the community because I care about the community. I don't want to just have a small group because somebody thinks... That's the right thing to do. Right. I, I want to I do a small group and gather people because I care about them and I want them to grow. It becomes the foundation for literally everything we do. I love that. So we've got God's love equals care and that it's an action. So we only care when we do something about how we feel. We've talked about it, that we lead people somewhere because we care about them. And that actually this whole thing of care is actually the foundation of every single thing we do. I think those are some really great takeaway thoughts. So just encapsulate for me in one simple phrase or sentence. What is the definition of care, certainly that we operate here at Mana House on? Yeah, care is God's love in action from one person to another. That's what care is. I think that's so powerful because it's local. It's personal. It's not this ethereal, general, wide view. And so I think if we can just have you take one thing away today as we've talked about care, is that one, I hope you realize God's incredible love for you. And maybe that's where this journey starts for you today, is to go back John 15 style and and abide in the vine and understand God's incredible love for you. Let that wash over you so that then you can then go and put his love in action from one person to another. But for you to remember that, God's love in action from one person to another. It would be our hope and prayer that what we've talked about today ministers to your heart and helps equip you 
another step along the way of caring for God's people that he's put in your world. And so thank you so much for your time today. Any parting words of wisdom, Mark? Just this. You are able to care for others simply because God loves you. So you may disqualify yourself based on your life experience, but I would say God's love supersedes that, and he would love nothing more than to pour out his love in your life so that you can turn around and give his love away. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time on that, Mark, and just putting those thoughts together for us. Again, hey, we're on the iTunes podcast store, so you can search for us, like it, comment, and uh, go ahead and share it so other people can have access to this. We would appreciate that. Um, Again, our heart is just to serve you, and so if you have ideas and thoughts for topics that we could cover in the future, I am Rick M at manahouse.church and Mark D at manahouse.church, and we would love to hear from you. Any thoughts or comments? With that, God bless you and have a wonderful day.